Let's hear from the Bible, Proverbs chapter 9, in which we meet what wisdom is all about, but we're also introduced to the woman called Folly. Uh, we have a choice to make, so let's hear this together. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come in here. She says to those who lack judgment, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Whoever corrects a mocker brings on insult. Whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise your wisdom will reward you. If you're a mocker, you alone will suffer. The woman folly is loud. She is undisciplined and without knowledge. She sits at her door of her house, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple Come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of the grave. We thank God for his living word. Let me pray with you. Father, we're so grateful for your word, which speaks clearly and powerfully into our lives. And Lord, we need to hear your word today, and we pray that we'll have the joy of just hearing what we need to hear here in Basingstoke today from you, because we come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's great to be with you this morning, and it will be greater still if you were here. But uh, I'll settle for the fact that I'm here in a largely empty church, apart from the fact that Dave, my friend, is here. But it's just the two of us. But it's lovely to have the opportunity of presenting God's word to you. And thank you so much for asking me to speak about wisdom. I wonder why David asked me to speak about wisdom, but realize it's nothing to do with me. It's to do with the word of God, which tells us that we need it. And don't we need it at the moment? We're going through crazy times. We're facing challenges that we've never thought of before or read about before. And we need wisdom. So it's been really good for my spirit, to be honest, to reflect on this particular verse from Proverbs chapter 9. It's really the motto verse for the wisdom literature, uh, the motto verse for Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need wisdom. As we go through these really curious times, where I'm sure you, like every other church, are a traffic-like church. You've got some people in the church, God bless you, who are on red 
and you're fearful and I totally understand it and you, you don't want anything to open up and you, you hope the church won't open up for a long time because you're fearful. I, I understand that, not criticizing it at all. Some of you are amber people. Uh, you don't want to be quite as strong as that. You say, well, it'd be nice to open up sometime soon, but we'll have to see how it goes. You're on amber. And then there are the green light people who want it all to be open now and don't understand why it isn't. And the conversations which every traffic light church has, and I'm describing your church because it will be exactly the same as every other church I'm involved with, they're difficult conversations, frankly. They are difficult conversations. And what we need, above anything else, is something called wisdom. And that's why I'm really pleased to be reflecting on this with you today. Uh, there are two points to this uh, verse, and so there are two points to my sermon. It's simple as that. I want to talk about the fear of the Lord, and then I want to talk about wisdom. Because you can't talk about wisdom until we know what the fear of the Lord is, because that's where it all starts. Firstly, just we acknowledge that the term, the fear of the Lord, doesn't sound jolly, does it? It doesn't sound great. Uh, fear, being frightened of something, doesn't sound great. I was brought up to believe that fear meant respect. And that's okay. That's quite helpful. Uh, it gets rid of some of the jitteriness of it. But it's not quite enough either. Fear often has to do with seeing the enormity of God, seeing how vast God is. Uh, look at Psalm 33, verse 6. By the mouth of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. So it's sort of looking how incredible this creation is. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. We love to talk, don't we? And absolutely rightly, about God being our friend. It's wonderful. God is our friend. He is our friend. But he's a friend in a very special sense. He's not a friend like our next door neighbour frankly, or somebody we're going to have coffee with. He's a very special friend. Why? Because he's the creator of the universe. And your next door neighbor never did that. God is special. And we need to love him and respect him and, and fear him. Respect just how great he is. Our God is absolute, absolutely powerful, absolutely loving, absolutely perfect. I do find it interesting that the Bible so often speaks about this language of awe and respect and fear of the Lord through the lens of creation. I think we need to, re to reflect on that. This amazing world, this amazing universe that God has made. You'll know Psalm 19, where David says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Isn't that a lovely thought? You thought they couldn't talk. Oh, yes, they can. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. We need to see that 
God is a great and awesome God. We've got to start there. Can't go on this journey until we understand just how great God is. And looking at creation helps us. I'd love to go on a journey with you for a moment because I hope this will help you deeper into worship. I've never studied astronomy. I just find the whole thing incredible. But I have read just a few things, very few things. I'm not an expert, please. But I do know, because I read it, that light travels at 186, 186, 286,282 miles per second. My car goes well, but nothing like that. Get, get it again. 186,282 miles per second. Now, on this journey, I'm just about to take you on, we've got to go at that speed. I know it's fast, but we're going we're gonna to go. Okay, so we're going to travel into space. Let's get going. In one minute, at that speed, we'll have travelled 11 million miles. Wow. We've only just started, but that's the first minute. After a day, we have travelled 16,000 million miles. Wow. You say, can we stop for a cup of tea? Because I'm actually quite tired. I've done 16,000 miles. No, no, we've got, to, we've got to keep going. Believe me. By the end of the first year, we will have travelled together. You get your cup of tea in a moment. But we will have travelled at the end of the first year, six million million miles. Okay, quite good. But it's only after three years travelling at that speed that we bump into the first star. Isn't that incredible? I found this thing absolutely amazing. Now, no doubt you feel a great sense of achievement because you got to your first star. It took you three years at the speed of light, but you've got there. We've got to keep going, folks, for another 20,000 years. Get that? We've got to travel for a further 20,000 years at the same speed to get to the end of our galaxy. When you get there, please don't have a sense of pride because our galaxy is said to be one of more than two million million other galaxies. All I, I, I don't want you to remember any of that. I just want you to go, wow. Wow, that is incredible. And, you know, we look up into the night sky and we see the moon, God bless, at that speed, do you know we would get, to, at the speed of light, we would get to the moon in just under two seconds. That's, that's on our doorstep. And the, the sun, which we think is so far away, we get to that after eight minutes. I just want you to worship, folks. <laughs> you don't need to remember any of that. But we live in this great world. What can we do but come before God with absolute, absolute respect? Fear, if you like, because he is so great, so amazing. If we're going to go on this journey to wisdom, we need to worship God. We need to know God personally. That's what it's all about. I don't know all of you. I know some of you, which is great, but I don't know all of you. But I want to say this to you. Do you have a relationship with this great God? Can you say, yeah, I live my life in absolute respect of this amazing God? I know what it is to fear the Lord. I know what it is to journey with him day by day. Everything turns on that. I'm so grateful as a lad of 12 that I made the decision to follow Jesus. I mean, to be honest, 
I didn't know a lot about anything at the time. I was 12. But there were people around me who encouraged me to make that decision. And, and firmly I made it when I was 12. I want to be a Christian. I haven't been a great Christian. I'm not saying I haven't slipped up, all that stuff. But I've started a relationship with God. I need to ask you, have you started out on that journey? Have you said, Lord God, I worship you, creator of the universe. And I respect the fact that you have sent Jesus Christ into the world to be my saviour, to be my Lord. That's where we begin. So that was point one, wasn't it? And I promised you another one. That's the fear of the Lord. What about this wisdom business? What is wisdom? Because wisdom actually is quite an awesome word, isn't it? A bit overwhelming. It sounds like a lot of books, doesn't it? Sounds like some educational institution. Again, doesn't sound fun. Wisdom is not <laughs> about just lots of knowledge. We live in a world, don't we, of incredible information. My mobile phone here has more information access, that I can access than I could ever be able to understand in this life. You know, we're awash with information, no lack of information. What we need is wisdom. Wisdom is something different. Wisdom is basically how to live. And everybody needs to know that. How to, to get the best out of life. Everybody needs to know that. It can be helped, of course it can be helped, by books and information at times. But wisdom is how to live your life to the full. How to live it for God. I love Proverbs. You know, to be asked to preach from Proverbs is just wonderful. I just love it. And I've spent quite a lot of time reflecting on it over the last little while. What I love about it more than anything else is it was written thousands of years ago, obviously, by Solomon and friends. And you don't at any point need to say, oh, well, what this means for the present age is something very different from 3,000 years ago you can just lift it off the page. Because what he's talking about is the need to look after your relationships. Well, that's a bit contemporary, isn't it? <laughs> that's what we need to know to know. How to bring up your children. How to find a good wife, a good partner. That's as relevant as anything, isn't it? How to organize your life carefully. How to avoid sexual temptation. There's a lot in this book about avoiding sexual temptation. How our society needs to hear that word. The danger of being lazy. <laughs> the danger of being foolish. It's all here. The importance of justice, of speaking truthfully, of acting fairly in your business relationships, of treating people with respect and love. I just love it. Let me just give you an instance of this, of how totally you don't need to translate it for today because it's just the same. Here's God speaking. This is Proverbs chapter 6, beginning at verse 16. I love this. There are six things the Lord hates. Then he writes, no, seven things he detests. Like, you know, you can see the quill at work. And you, oh, one more thing. Anyway, seven things. These are things God hates. I don't know if you have a theology that includes the fact that God hates things. Uh, I, I sometimes think our view of God is, is terribly nice gets on with everyone, is wonderful. You know, the God of the Bible hates things. He's tough about things. Here are, here are the seven things he hates. Haughty eyes. People who are arrogant. Hates that. Secondly, a lying tongue. 
He hates that. Hates it. Hands that kill the innocent. He hates that. A heart that plots evil. He hates that. Feet that race to do wrong. He hates that. A false witness who pours out lies. He hates that. A person who sows discord in their family. He hates that. God hates these things because they destroy. They destroy thousands of years ago. They destroy in Basingstoke today. <laughs> I love the relevance of all of this. This, folks, is wisdom. Wisdom that begins with God. Wisdom that begins by having a day-by-day -day relationship with God that seeks God's wisdom first. I wonder what you're going through at the moment. Maybe in your family there's an issue. There's a difficulty. And people are piling in to help and all of that. Can I just please remind you that the wisdom you need begins with God. Begins with your relationship with God. Seek God. Seek his answer. Maybe at work. I know there are really difficult issues at the moment. I was with my daughter yesterday uh, who uh, met up with three of she met up with four other friends on, on Saturday and of those four friends, three are just about to lose their jobs because of COVID, because of changed circumstances. It's a tough time and many of you know just how tough it is. I'm really sorry about that. But as you seek wisdom, I just plead with you, come to the Lord first. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Coming to the Lord, giving your situation to him is what you need to do. Whatever you're facing, come to God first. I would also recommend that you spend some time in Proverbs. I would strongly recommend that you don't read it at one sitting because you get indigestion, not good for you. And it, as actually, it's a bit like reading a joke book or a book of quotations or loads of fridge magnets. It just addle your brain. Look at a few Proverbs, what I recommend. Look at a few Proverbs, all of you. Just spend some time today looking at a few Proverbs and ask God by his Spirit to tell you what he's trying to say to you through those Proverbs because it's great stuff. It's great wisdom. Thank you for letting me share with you. What I want to do now is just pray for you and pray that what I've spoken about will be something that's real for you today as you serve God. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you that your word is so relevant. Thank you that it speaks so directly and clearly to our hearts. Lord, I just thank you for your word of life and thank you that your desire is to give us wisdom. And we all need it, Lord, every single one of us. So, Lord, we pray that you'll help us, please, to love you more to put you first in our lives so that we will get the wisdom that we need this and every day. We pray blessing on one another and thank you for this opportunity to share with your word together and to hear what you are saying to us because we come in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.